Hi everybody, <clears throat> excuse me, hi everybody. Let's try that again. Um, it is Rochelle Eason. I am at the Beerman Family Tennis Center and it is Monday morning, a beautiful Monday morning on um, this, in this Lakeland, Florida area that I love so much. We are at the tennis courts because I want to talk about Mother Earth and my gratitude towards Mother Earth. And since I was wee little girl, age four, was when I first picked up a racket, and have, this is one of my absolute favorite places to be and things to do in nature, is actually play tennis. I love it. Um, but anyways, let me get let me get some of the little um, news things I need to do out of the way, and then we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. But you can actually visit more about me and my art journaling classes at RochelleEason.com. I would love for you to like Rochelle Eason Artist on Facebook, and it's also on Instagram, Rochelle Eason Artist. It's Rochelle underscore artist, or Eason underscore, and then um, artist. On Instagram, on Twitter, it's Rochelle Eason, and I actually have a new blog that is on Spotify and wherever else you get your blogs and uh, you can see that it is or you can listen to that it's called Rochelle Eason blooming artist things are blowing away around here so I'm trying to hold down everything that I've got um, and also you can always email me at info at Rochelle Eason but all of that is on the RochelleEason.com website you can find all those links Anyways, I want to talk a little bit about inspiration and mainly inspiration for my daily living and inspiration for our art journaling that all comes from nature. And um, and, and it also comes from, from odd little things. So let's, let's talk about the odd little things first. Every month there are these uh, blogs and websites and all that, that that show crazy days of the month titles like, um, Time to get your new toothbrush or international day of ice cream which is one of my favorites or international day of hippos whatever it might be i like the elephant one in november we had several that i did used a lot of inspiration from and november 13th was world kindness day and um, as far as kindness it's something that has always been close to my heart we do kindness cards i've done kindness cards for years and years and I explained a little, about, a little bit about kindness cards in, um, I think on a PDF that you can actually go to my website and download for free. And it's a gratitude PDF. Actually, it has a lot of things about gratitude on it. But kindness cards are cards that I just put some artwork on, I put a little quote, little proverb, little, little tidbit of gratefulness, and leave it out about town. I either leave it for somebody to find, or when I cross paths with somebody, I hand them a kindness card and, it's just a lovely way to share kindness. But anyways, it was fun that November 13th was World Kindness Day because we actually used that as a inspiration for a art journaling activity that we did. Uh, November 15th was Clean Out Your Fridge Day. And so I'm a little late on that one. We need to go ahead and do that. Um, but I, I, love, I love kind of quirky days like that because it just puts a little bug in your ear that you need to either do something or reflect on something and um, or take it to heart like an everyday thing that you don't really pay attention to so we're gonna get to one that really made an impression this month but 
November 19th was International Men's Day and I also I talk about that in my Behind the Brush membership group a good bit because I'm always about women's empowerment and we raised our we have two daughters and two sons and we raised them all with that same same belief about equality and um, women empowerment but I also we also made sure that we had men empowerment that we had that our boys felt strong and confident and it went both ways there was no there was no difference between uh, women's women and men so there was definitely equality and I like the fact that there's a website actually called International Men's Day and you can go to that it's internationalmensday.com and they do a lot of phenomenal outreach and um, they have organizations that can help inspire men and young boys through teenage and adulthood and um, really give them confidence to be the best person they can which allows them to be the best man that they can be but also the best human to everyone around them men or women and so uh, go to internationalmensday.com it's just a phenomenal website that can lead you to information and other other ways that that we can empower those wonderful male figures in our life those those sons our sons our um, our husbands our brothers our you know whoever they might be but that we can definitely show them the love that I feel we we don't do enough for men or for women and of course women empowerment that's you know that's my thing but you can't have women empowerment without male empowerment honestly if we're going to talk about equality it has to be it has to run the gamut on both sides um, yesterday was national national start your own business day and I thought that was really a great day to celebrate it gave me pause I started my own art business when I was in college way back in 1987 I think 1988 I started creating art and um, for sale I had been doing art since I was four again Carnegie Museum of Pittsburgh I started out when I was really young and then had a great school that inspired us to all be um, all I'll be artists and come from our soul and our our, our our individuality but in 1987 I started actually selling my art um, through mom's gallery actually my mother would take my art pieces to her work and I remember the first Christmas that I was selling art that I made Christmas stockings and all of these different um, Christmas decorations and she would send me pictures I was in South Carolina in college and she was in Pittsburgh and she would send me pictures of her desk and it was like this little shop so she had my stockings hanging outside on, around the desk and my other things on top and and she would sell them for me and that was actually how I made it through college besides waiting tables and then in graduate school I started a nursery design business and um, and made fabric pieces for people's nurseries their uh, comforters and their wall wall treatments and their crib bumper pads and all those kinds of things and so I did um, so I've always kind of had my own business but it wasn't until 19 um, was it 1999 that I really did it full-time because I started staying home with my my children and then in 2009 I opened an art an, a retail art studio where we 
where I had pottery and um, ceramics and glass fusing and all of those kinds of things and um, it was it was all inspired by the people that walked in the door but also the the land all around because we were in the foothills of the mountains and um, we had a farm we were living on a farm at that time we bought a farm and had horses and guinea fowl and chickens and um, of course dogs and cats and and a stray fox that came by and so all of that always inspired my our art and we did art journaling at art blooms and it was it was very much inspired by nature and and one of the things that I absolutely loved about living on that farm and and starting my business was we were also homeschooling and so our children had this farm life and I'm gonna to get to that in just a minute because it, it talks about nature, but also could bring that into the store where they were responsible for different zones in the store. And they all grew up um, having that responsibility of, of how we run operations in a retail store. So, um, so that was kind of neat, but it was all really based on the fact that we had this farm and they brought what they loved about the farm into the studio, whether it was choosing pieces for people to paint that were chickens and yes they they chose these pre-made these um this chickens for people to paint and i was like what but it was great because we were in a farming area um so it so having the national day of start your own business yesterday just really gave me pause to stop and um reflect back on that journey so the the other one is is today today is the national day of listening and we don't really need to be told to listen because we are actually hearing all the time but i think the idea of listening is very different than hearing and um a day like national day of listening gives gives me pause again to really be observant to if I am listening to people when they're talking to me, if I am just hearing them or if I'm actually giving them my full attention and responding to the way they need me to. And I, I have a hard time with that. A lot of times I'm really busy and just like everybody else is really busy and I don't take the proper time to focus. I did when my kids were little, I was always, I always made sure to focus on them. And now as an adult, or now that they're all adults, um, I'm, I'm so much in my, my own little world of trying to run a business and, and still run the household and, and be a college professor and all of those things that I have so many hats that I find myself not listening when I need to. So, um, so I'm gonna really try today. It's National Day of Listening, I'm gonna really try today. But one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite parts about looking at those national days is the fact that I get inspired for art journaling. And, um, you know, November 18th was Use Less Stuff Day. And I always go back to the way that I teach art journaling because I teach it through watercolors and water media. And I know there's a ton of people out there teaching it a ton of different ways, and that is phenomenal. No way is better than the other. I just am connected with the way that I teach it. Number one, because we are using less stuff, less materials. It's watercolor paints, an art journal, a pencil, and there we go, paintbrushes. Um, why I choose to do that is because I feel that with less stuff to maneuver around on our page, 
we have more opportunity to dig deep into our soul and allow what we have in there to come out and it comes out through color it comes out through pencil but it doesn't have to come out through tearing paper and gluing adding jewels and adding glitter and finding a magazine article and doing this and doing that and you know putting all this collage stuff together for me that just clutters up my mind and it clutters up my body and it doesn't allow my body to or my soul to really express itself so I found over the years, because I've been teaching art journaling for about 25 years, and I've done different methods, I've done different ways, but I found over the years that by going to truly just watercolor media, it declutters my soul, it declutters my, my body, and it invites that expression to come through. And so I really value the fact that uh, November 18th was Use Less Stuff Day, because it made me think a lot about using less stuff in my art studio. You know, at the very basic core of all of us, we want to create, but I think so many of us stop because we walk into craft stores that are, you know, in our local area, or we see online all these phenomenal materials, and I think it makes people just stop and shudder and say, oh, either that's gonna be a lot of money, I don't wanna dive down that rabbit hole because it's gonna be so much money, or it's a lot to learn, and I don't wanna learn all of that stuff, I don't have time, and, um, and that's not what it is. That's not what art journaling is, at least to me. Art journaling, I have, a, I have a basket that I keep by my bed, and it has a little travel watercolor set, it has a pencil, it has watercolor brushes, and it has a little journal. And that's my meditation journal. And I write, I, I, I draw and I sketch in that and I write in it in the mornings and in the evenings and that is all you need. Even for my art journaling classes that I teach weekly on Monday and Tuesday nights live, which actually you can go to the website and see about those, um, it's just watercolors and pencil and a journal. And because the work is about expressing yourself, it's not about learning a variety of art materials. So I do want to put a little plug into it though as I was talking about these big box stores that seem to overwhelm people with all of all of the possibilities as they call it and I think I think that those possibilities are actually limiting like because of what I, I just said they're just overwhelming but I do want to give a shout out to um, small businesses and especially during this this holiday season it's, it's great that we have these big box stores or these big generic stores and, and yay, that's wonderful. I don't shop at them because I don't want to, because I, I would rather give my money to small businesses. And I just wanna say that during this holiday season, if you are shopping and trying to find something special, even if these little stores don't have a website that you see something on that website that you want, just give them a call. Um, one in particular is one of my absolute favorite galleries in Shelby, North Carolina. It's Buffalo Creek Gallery, and um, you can just call Buffalo Creek Gallery and somebody will answer. They will even put you on, on um, FaceTime so that you can, they can walk you around the store and show you different things. And I, I would bet a lot of stores would do that. So remember to shop small, give Buffalo Creek Gallery a call out. They have everything from 
pottery to um, fabric scarves to um, paintings on the wall to jewelry to candles all kinds of wonderful stuff i have lots of friends that have pieces in buffalo creek gallery it's in shelby north carolina give them a call and um i'm sure and tell them that i sent you i'm sure they would be glad to to take you on a walk through their store so that you can find the perfect gift for somebody that you that you love um, the i want to i want to kind of segue back into something from the use less stuff day when you use less stuff you're also simplifying and simplification has always come to me through children's books. When I have adult friends that want to learn something new, I tell them to go to a children's book first. I think that that is the best place to start. And one of my favorite children's books is this, and it might be backwards on your screen. I'm not sure if it's backwards or not, it looks backwards to me but it is called Celebrating the Great Mother. It's a handbook of earth honoring activities for parents and children. And I believe this copyright is really old. This is a book that I've used forever and ever. The copyright is 1995, um, but I recently looked on Amazon to get my daughter one of these books and they still have them. So I'm so glad that they're still in, in publication. But I, I love this book because it does share ways from actually honoring the earth, going to the earth, not just hugging trees, which I love to do, but different, uh, different ways that we can honor animals, different ways that we can honor the ground, different ways that we can honor all of the things that are around us that are growing and also bring it indoors for our holidays. So, um, you know, diff making different wreaths, making different door decorations, making different decorations for your table during the holidays. Um, all kinds of, of activities in there, but it's just such a great example of why I tell people to go to children's books. Children's books are the key to um, so many of the things that I get inspired to teach in art journaling, another children's books, book I love is Harold and the Purple Crayon, Purple of course, by Crockett Johnson. That one is ages old, but the concept of drawing your day, your, drawing your, your adventure comes from Harold and the Purple Crayon. And I know there's a lot of artists out there that have been publishing different books about drawing your day and, and, and um, being right in the moment. And, and I can't help but think that Harold and his purple crayon started that that trend. Um, I love it. I love it. I love that we can we can as adults look at at children's books and see something different in it. And then I also tell people who are learning languages, want to learn languages, or want to learn about cultures, to go to the children's book. I, I am in the children's library section um, quite a lot, as well as my own library. I have an extensive library of children's book because I taught um, elementary school for so long and I use those books daily. So, inspired by Use Less Stuff Day, I am also inspired by simpl simplification. I think the two go together, and those two create my love for, um, for art journaling inspiration. That's where, that's where a lot of that comes from. So, um, one of the things with art journaling also, if you look around, I am, like I said, at the Beerman Family Tennis Courts in Lakeland, Florida, and it's one of my favorite places over there on the furthest court away from me is where I first taught my children to play tennis. They were 
two, three, four, and how old were they? And eight, or I guess, yeah, I guess that would have been eight for my oldest. Um, and that's where we first started and then played throughout, went to North Carolina, they played up there and then came back and my son, our, our, our third child, our, our first son, became this tennis aficionado and um, captain of his tennis team in high school, played tennis in college and actually teaches here at these courts, um, works at the pro shop a little bit and and uh, this is just this is just one of my my favorite places to be. So when I when I knew I wanted to broadcast live from being out in nature, this is where this is where I thought about coming because it was it's just my my favorite place. And it's it's local. It's about ten minutes up the road from from where we live. And um, sometimes I sneak up here with a book and just sit. I can't. Ironically, I can't play tennis right now. I'm in physical therapy for my arm, so I can't actually play tennis. But I can definitely enjoy the sounds of the tennis court. I don't know if you can hear them. There's people playing on the courts back right there, and there's people playing over here. It's a it's a men's league and a women's league going on right now. Um, the sounds of a tennis court is just, it, it's so close to my heart and it brings back, back so many memories from growing up and even as an adult and then raising our children. But I bet there's a local place where you are that, um, you really didn't think about just going and hanging out. You know, who thinks about going to tennis courts and just hanging out if you can't play? Besides me, I guess I'm kind of the, a crazy one, but, um... I, I would love, I, I kind of challenge you to think about a place in your local area where you can take that mask off, you know, because we're all masked up all around us, and you can be far away from people, but yet in an environment that Mother Nature provides for us, Mother Earth provides for us, as well as um, things that we can do in Mother, Mother Earth at that time and just go there bring it take a journal take take a pencil take a watercolor set whatever you want and just and just enjoy the sounds the atmosphere i mean i'm in central florida and you know our grass is green we've got palm trees all around moss hanging from these beautiful trees the sun beaming through this gorgeous sky as you can see behind me um it's it's just an opportunity to just just stop and enjoy so um, I urge you to find a spot in your local area where you can just breathe just breathe and feel it in your soul and open your mind and feel the inspiration just kind of rise up that's your inner voice talking that's your muse coming out and speaking but we have to give our muse and our inner soul some some safety and a, and a safe place to to go ahead and express itself and 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 again that's where I think art journaling comes in is that safe place to actually document that voice but I get inspired from places like this so so find your inspiration um, so one of the things along with art journaling that we are we are discussing with my creative team and we're putting it out there now for the holiday season is actually uh, people purchasing art journaling months as a gift for somebody special so my art journaling runs weekly I, I teach weekly live lessons on Mondays or Tuesday nights 
but we I sell them by the month and you can actually purchase a month for somebody special in your life and see if that is um, a way for them to to unearth their inner voice and to release their their inner voice and and um, yeah so go to rochelleeason.com and see what I have available but it's all about our journaling that individual expression that's how I teach it and that's how I have lived it for the last 25 years um, but our topic again our topic for this week is mother nature I was kidding myself when I was writing my notes that my guest is actually mother nature but as I look around and feel myself in the space I feel like I am the guest to mother nature and I really try to live my life in a way that I um, that I respect that I I'm invited to be here and so I I am a whole believer of leave you know leave no trace so when people go camping you know you, you leave no trace of you being there well I believe in that on a daily basis and I know it's hard for us to live in a way that we don't that we don't live you know that we can't that we can live without leaving a trace because we have so much that we use on a daily basis um, but I think the education is there that if we learn to respect mother nature and honor mother nature and um, really value our presence here that we can do the best we can in the life that we are living to um, to be able to honor mother nature and one of my ways that I am so grateful to Mother Nature for is to be able to have this beautiful scenery around tennis courts that I absolutely love to be on. Um, but you know, we we homeschooled our kids for 21 years, and my 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 one statement to describe why we homeschooled is because we believe the world is our classroom, and the earth is our grounding force, and thank you to Mother Nature for for teaching us all of that. And in fact. When we lived in North Carolina and we had our farm, we did this one activity for a year and it was called One Small Square. And One Small Square was actually going and finding a place in your yard, out, of course, out in nature in your yard somewhere, and you marked out a square foot in all directions. So you had a square, um, you know, length and width, and then you had, you dug down 12 inches just in one spot of that square and then you put some kind of post 12 inches above the ground in that same square area and so you had one small square that you watched throughout a whole year and what that showed us and the kids were real little at that time and they kept checking it you know not necessarily every day but but definitely a few times a week and they made marks in their journals about what they saw but it was a, we were able to observe one space in a year's time going through all four seasons and not just noticing how the ground changed but the different little critters that might be there different times of the year if spiders spun a web on that post um, what was down underneath you know living and crawling and I don't really like all the crawly creepy stuff but my, but some of my kids did um, but also just again gave us pause to see mother nature in action by observing this one square and um, watching it evolve throughout that year. So I always recommend that activity to people and you don't have to be a child to do that. 
the other thing that I love to talk about with Mother Nature is how we can we can be better. And I love the four R's of rethink, redu re rethink reduce, reuse, and recycle. And I find myself um, rethinking a lot, but I also find myself sharing with others how I rethink. In fact, I just had a conversation about paper towels, which paper towels are the end of me. I do not like using paper towels. During COVID, the beginning of COVID, we got paper towels and you know did all that cleaning stuff, but I, I just, I hate using paper towels. I think they're wasteful. You, you rip off one, you use it for a minute, and then you throw it out. I much would rather use towels. And I had this conversation about wiping dirt off the floor. Why would you wanna use a towel to wipe dirt off the floor? and then wash it. Do you really want that in your washing machine? And I was like, yes. I mean, we are out digging in the dirt. We had a farm with horses. All of that dirt went in the washing machine. Um, I'm a potter, and so I have all kinds of clay all over me all the time, and all of that is going in the washing machine. I rinse it off first, but that's still going in the washing machine. So what's the difference of taking a little rag and wiping the floor, wiping the counter, whatever, we don't need to throw that away. So I think rethinking our normal ways of being helps uh, in, in ways that we can help the environment can go a really long way. I know everybody's on the straw kick and I do have metal straws um, and, I, and I value that people are really taking an effort to do that, but that's just a straw. So let's look beyond the straw and see paper towels and paper napkins and paper this and paper that and paper that and, and hopefully we can rethink. Um, I also like, you know, reduce. It goes back to that idea of use less stuff. If we can reduce what we're using or re at least reduce the packaging of what we get, we can definitely help our environment so much more than what we were already doing. And I, and I realize that there's a lot of things that we, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. Um, and if you actually look at recycling idea, recycling started in the 1960s. And um, it was, this is, this is what, I, what I wrote down, it was the first recycling program um, that they linked people's concern for the environment started popping up. That was the 1960s. It, it was, um, you know, basically from World War II to, to that time. And um, it was, it, it's so hard for me to believe that 60 years later, we are still battling recycling. So I know the college where I teach at, we don't have recycling in our department. I can't speak for the rest of the college. My, my understanding is that it's hit or miss. Um, I know there's a lot of businesses that don't recycle. And, and, and then I also know we get a lot of packaging that can't be recycled. And I'm guilty. I, I eat vegan yogurt almost daily. And those, those containers cannot be recycled. Our, our recycling doesn't pick them up. So we reuse those. They are all over my college classroom. They're using them for slip. They're using them for little, um, for glaze things. They're using them and washing them out and using them again and washing them out. And um, so, you know, if we can't, if we can't reduce, if we can't, you know, we want to rethink and we want to reduce and we want to recycle, but if we can't do those things, then we definitely want to um, reuse those things. And I just, I hope that we get to a point where that's more common than not. So how does all of this connect again to my art journaling and my inspiration? Well, tonight for weekly art journaling class, I, I teach that, remember, live Monday night and Tuesday nights, we are doing um, gratitude to Mother Earth. This whole month has been about gratitude. 
We started out the first week with gratitude towards self. And it was amazing to me to hear the feedback from my students because they said they've always talked about, you know, you always hear things about self-love, but we don't really thank ourselves. And so that was a whole, that was a whole topic. And actually there is a blog post or not, I'm sorry, not a blog post, a podcast on that. And it's also, uh, that, that video I believe is on Rochelle Eason artist. And then the podcast is Rochelle Eason blooming artist. And that, and that's a kind of a fascinating response. I was talking with somebody who had the class the night before and she's, we were chatting about that. Um, the second week of November was about gratitude toward community. We talked about community of women. The third was gratitude towards animals. That was last week. And this week is the fourth week of art journaling in November. Can't believe it. And it's gratitude towards Mother Earth. And one of the things that I really love about this topic is that everybody has already lived this gratitude from day one. Um, whereas people struggle with self-love and perhaps they didn't really think about a community of women, um, we're brought up to be thankful for the earth that's around us in whichever way. Sometimes we don't pay enough honor to it, but it's something that they already, in my opinion, should be grateful to. And we should be respecting what the earth is telling us about everything that's going on, whether it's global warming or um, whatever that is going on in the world that we're making laws that are hurting our environment. Um, you know, I love my little Prius and, and drive that Prius because it's so it's better for the environment. But um, I, I think that one of my favorite things is that I'm looking forward to for tonight's class is how people choose to connect to Mother Earth in their own individual way. So I am a lover of trees, hug trees. I love the beach. I feel like there's grounding in that sand. I can feel that power. And tonight's class, I have different prompts to get them to really generate this, this discussion. You know, what, what are your first memories of not of, of actually um, valuing or, or believing that this this space was was special not um, you know I remember mine was at a park in Pittsburgh I grew up in Pittsburgh and it was Boyce Park and there were big piles of leaves that were raked up and of course they were there actually for kids to jump in and I remember jumping in one and coming out and looking all around and just being so amazed that I got to play in something that fell from the trees above. I couldn't reach them, right? When they were green, I couldn't, I couldn't get up there and touch them or, or you know, feel them. I could see them and I could hear the, them rustling in the air or in the wind, but I couldn't touch them. And, and there I was playing in something that fell. And I remember feeling that power of nature providing yet again, not just oxygen for us to breathe and beauty for us to behold, but um, entertainment in a way, you know? And I guess that, that's kind of what I love about tennis courts being set out in such beautiful areas that I get to enjoy playing tennis, but also in the midst of, um, of this natural beauty. So I just, I just love it. 
Um, so yeah, so tonight I, I don't want to give too much away because I like the spont spontaneous re re responses from my students. Um, and that is what helps my art journaling classes be individual for each person because I teach with prompts and even though I'm teaching watercolor techniques and painting techniques and, and drawing techniques within that, that's secondary to everybody's responses. And I generate it in a way that they're not necessarily copying what I do. Some can, some feel more comfortable doing it with me through class and then they watch the recording of the class and they do it again. In fact, um, I wanna share what somebody did this week. But um, I like, I feel like to get everybody to respond authentically, I need to set up the prompts in a certain way that invite them to look within themselves and, and express that. And one of, the, one of the benefits, I think, of being online and teaching this live online is that people aren't looking across the table or beside them at what their fellow students are doing. They only have their space and they're comfortable in their space already because they're doing it from home. They're in their journal and they're zoned into their journal. They hear me, you know, out of the corner uh, of what they're listening to, but they, they tend to really zone in and, and tune in to what I'm guiding them to do. And it's an amazing, oh my gosh, ah, it's, it's an amazing process. Um, I'm so passionate about it. And I love it online because I have seen so much growth, even from people who've taken my class in person for the last five or six years. I see so much growth now that it is online and they're in their own space and they are depending on themselves, which you know what? We're going back to National Day of Listening, which is today, and it just kind of clicked for me. Online, they are listening to themselves by, by taking these classes online they don't they don't have to listen or see anybody else that's around them their voice is speaking and they're listening and that's coming out in their journals Ooh, I've got goosebumps I'm gonna share that tonight in my art journaling class so there you go all right so one of the things that I, I wanted to share was one of my students um, Gloria and she's a fabulous fabulous friend of mine as well as this kind of soul kindred spirit to me that I met when I was showing in Disney World a couple years ago and we just clicked and now she's in um, she has a gallery of my art at her house I, I really feel like I need to put her on my website as a place you could go see my art but um, and she's in Missouri but uh, she also is a student of mine in art journaling and she wrote on Facebook this 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 past week we did gratitude for animals and she actually shared both of her paintings and I mean both because she did one during class and um, we did totem poles and we talked about some symbolism coming through the totem poles and these animals and how they're meaningful to us and so everybody of course picked their own animals and and discussed the meaning of them and I gave them a little I gave them a little homework prior to this class I gave them a link to look at that that actually talks about animals and their meanings and and all of that and then we we gathered together online and um, worked through and they built their own totem poles and so she did a, uh, she says, the colorful, unique totem was my first of two, and it was rather silly, but fun. So she said, for the second one, I decided to try a more traditional totem. 
And as I chose my five animals based on their symbolism, they ended up being all birds. I love that. She said, another interesting educational lesson. And that is what I intend to do each and every week. I intend for it to be interesting, educational, inspiring, and lead you to your self-discovery of your own unique voice. And, um, oh, I just, I love it. I'm so passionate. And I was so excited to see her totem poles side by side. So what she had done was, was did the silly one kind of when we were creating in class, which it's a two hour class. That class went over into, oh, I think it was two and a half hours. So sometimes I do keep you longer. It's, we're online and I'm in my studio, so I don't have somebody saying, you gotta get out of this room, like I do sometimes when, when I teach elsewhere. Um, but I always record the lesson too. And then I, I send out the link to the recording to everybody that is in the class, both Monday and Tuesday night. And so if they wanna go back and, and redo it and, and take more time and, and ponder and reflect and, and be inspired in a deeper way, they can do it that way as well. And that's what she did. And she does that almost every week. And um, the totem, I, I, I invite you to go, I think it's actually my blooming artist group which is a private group that group is only for people who have taken my classes in the past or who are currently taking my classes but i will ask her if i can share that into my um rochelle eason artist page because it it's a really great sample of of going through the process of art journaling and um anyways i just i loved it i loved it so bravo Gloria and bravo to all of my art journaling students that are in there now. And I, and I hope that you will come and take a month with me and see how wellness through art occurs through this process of art journaling and the way that I teach it to really dig down and get your individual expression and in your, in your own voice to, to start speaking and and for you to listen, National Day of Listening, for you to listen to your own voice. So that's so important. So anyways, I, um, I just want to thank you for coming on this little um, outing with me today at one of my favorite places in the whole world. And I, I grew up with a lot of different, going to a lot of different tennis places, a lot of different clubs. Growing up in Pittsburgh, we played indoors for, I don't know, six months out of the year and um, at the Racquet Club of, Pittsburgh, of Monroeville, which is, which is no longer there, sadly. But, um, and I played tournaments in Ohio and Pennsylvania and West Virginia and all these other places and loved the scenery everywhere I went where there was tennis courts. So um, yeah, if you, if you play tennis, go seek out tennis courts wherever. If you don't play tennis, go seek out tennis courts wherever because they have picnic tables. You can sit there and enjoy the scene. So. I thank you. I want to um, encourage you to embrace our earth, to respect her, to rethink and reduce and reuse and recycle whenever you can. And you can find this talk again. I will be posting it on my podcast, Rochelle Eason Blooming Artist. And it will be on Rochelle Eason Artist for a while if you want to go take a listen to it. But always go to RochelleEason.com, see what's going on with art journaling. And um, there's a form in there that you can fill out 
um, and to email me any questions, but there's also a download of gratitude that you can get for free. It has lots of different points about all of those things I talked about. Um, gratitude towards self, gratitude towards community, gratitude towards, towards animals, and gratitude towards earth. And um, I wish you all a phenomenal day of listening to everybody around you, but also listening to yourself and your heart. Have a great one. Thanks.